stand with me today and we're going to look at Romans 5, 12 through 17. So Romans chapter 5, 12 through 17, it's on page 1198 in the Pew Bible, the ESV Pew Bible. Begins in verse 12, Therefore just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we humbly come before this, uh, this passage today asking for Your wisdom. God, asking You to help us to, uh, uh, to continue to always study Your Word with a fresh heart and a fresh mind, realizing how, fall, how short we all fall in understanding Your truth and how much we have to learn. That No matter how uh, many years we've read it or how many times uh, we've read Your Word, we have more to learn and, and more to grow. And so we, we humbly ask for Your help today. God, that every heart and mind would be open. Uh, that You would move through power through Your Word. Uh, and we just ask that You would change our hearts and our minds and help us in every way. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. So I was uh, reading a, an old Western book. And uh, in, while reading that book, they talked about the bone orchard. And uh, so for some reason, that, I just never heard... Uh, th- that term before, and I thought the bone orchard, that's a really interesting term, but that's what they used to call the cemetery back in the, uh, back in the old west days, uh, back in the cowboy days, uh, and, uh, and you went to the bone orchard a lot earlier back then, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> life was pretty short for people back in those days as well, uh, but, uh, but, you know, thinking today as, we, as I began to study in Romans chapter 5 and, and pray about that, that passage, what's What's beyond the bone orchard? Uh, you know, what's, uh, what's beyond the grave and the cemetery? Uh, and that's what Paul gets into uh, in this passage. Uh, and it's one of the more difficult passages in the Bible, really, uh, as, you, uh, as you study it and, and really strive to, to ask God to help you grow in your understanding of it. Uh, but let's pray today that God would give us that hope that is, goes way beyond uh, the bone orchard, that we truly understand the life that we have in Christ. And so he begins uh, in verse 12, and our first sermon note today is that sin came through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all people because all are born in sin. Um, so take a minute to, to think about that, that sin came into this world through one man, and death through sin, 
So death spread to all people because all are born in sin. Uh, and so, you know, he says that, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sin. And that takes us back to Genesis. Uh, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, in, uh, one, through, 1 through 9, and I think it's important that we just think through this passage. Hopefully you know it well and you've, uh, you've studied it. But it's such an important uh, part of, of, of understanding our life and understanding why we're on this earth. That we, first of all, start with creation. Uh, that God created the world and it was good. Uh, he said it was good, and He created it good because He is good, uh, and yet the fall came. And so in, in Genesis chapter 3, the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any of the tree in the garden? So it starts off with doubting what God said. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Once again, doubting the word of God. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So they tried to cover up their sin. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord uh, God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And so we see the fall of humankind in, in that short passage right there. God created the world and it was good, but humankind fell into sin. Uh, and, uh, and, and then that comes the, uh, you know, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ, and so redemption through His life. And so we've got to think about our lives in that way. Creation, I'm created by an amazing, wonderful, awesome God who is good and righteous and holy. But just like Adam and Eve, I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I am redeemed through Jesus Christ, my Savior and Lord. And I look to resurrection, to that hope beyond uh, the bone orchard, to that hope beyond. So that's what Paul's reminding us of in this passage. That one man is that Adam is held responsible for that sin. Eve was deceived and, uh, and he could have stopped it and he didn't. And so he is the one man that sin came through and death through sin. And so death spread to all people. Uh, so wherever you go, you find bone orchards. There's no society, there's no uh, you know, country in the world where you're not going to find a bone orchard because uh, they're everywhere because death spread to all people. And so he stresses that. So our next note today, our next point is sin came before the law of Moses. Um, and so a lot of Genesis is before the law of Moses Yet the wages of sin is still death. 
So although they didn't have the law to know exactly what God uh, required of them, there was, uh, there was, they were still in sin because they died. Uh, and, uh, and so he, he makes that very clear in, in 13. For sin was indeed in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law, yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one to come. Uh, and, uh, and so he, you know, sin was still there. And the reason we know that uh, is not only, you know, we see sin all through those accounts in the Bible, uh, but also because they died. If they were not sinners, they would not have died. Uh, and, uh, and, and also in Acts 17, 30, he says, The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent because He has fixed a day on which He will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom He has appointed. And, this, uh, and of this He has given assurance to all by raising Him from the dead. And so Jesus Christ is the only one to rise from the dead, to never die again, to rise in a, in a resurrected body. Uh, and, and so that's who God appointed. That's who uh, gives us life and power uh, and hope beyond uh, the bone orchard. There's no longer anyone that's going to be able to say, I didn't know. Uh, or, uh, and, and that's why we're striving all the time to spread the gospel all over the world. So that all people can repent and turn uh, to Jesus Christ. Uh, and so he goes on. So all the people are descendants of Adam. Uh, we, we fight over races and, and classes and all these things. But we all come from Adam and Eve. And all people have inherited the sin nature through Adam. And so Paul in this passage continues to drive that home. That we have inherited that sin nature. Uh, part of everyone's inheritance through Adam is death part of that inheritance have you ever seen that joke on the internet where the 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 mom or the dad opens the garage and it's just full of junk and he goes, here's your inheritance son look forward to this or whatever part of our inheritance from adam is death and death is awful and all of us have experienced it in different ways but it's it, it hurts it's horrible and uh and it's awful because sin is awful and so maybe, you know, at times we might struggle with anger toward God because of death, but really who we should be angry at is sin in this world. It's Satan who uh, led us to fall into sin. And it, should, uh, and it should open our hearts even more to the goodness of God because we have no hope without Him. Uh, and so, uh, so we've all inherited that sin nature, and part of that inheritance is death. Yet through the gift of God in Jesus Christ, we have hope beyond the bone orchard. We have a hope that goes beyond that. And that's because of the gift of God in Jesus Christ. So in our lives, when we don't care about God and we don't care about the gift of Jesus Christ, when it's just kind of a bumper sticker faith for us, where it's something that we've heard of and but we really doesn't affect our lives, it's because we really don't understand the awfulness of death, the, how awful and horrible sin is, uh, and, and what all sin is wrought in our lives and in this world. Uh, and, uh, and, and we want to pray, because once we understand that, 
Jesus is so much more precious to us in every way. He is so much more precious to us. What He did for us on the cross, the death He endured on the cross is so much more precious to us when we understand the awfulness of our own sin, what we have done to this God that created this good world and has given us life and goodness even in the midst of the sin we live in. Uh, And it makes Jesus and all that God has done so much more precious. Our hope is so much greater. In verse 15, he says, But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the results of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one man's trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's uh, trespass death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We should rejoice in that truth today. 1 Corinthians 15, um, he begins, he says, when the perishable, which is what you're in, a perishable body, so don't put your hope in it, puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, Where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. So I want to ask you today, do you have a hope beyond the bone orchard? There's some beautiful bone orchards all over Bosque County. Uh, and they're in some, some of the prettiest spots in Texas. And, uh, and, uh, and we ought to spend some time there thinking about, do we have a hope beyond that? Is our hope truly in just this life, in this perishable body, filled with all the perishable things, the throwaway society that we live in? Or do we have a hope that is so much greater, so much better because of the victory of Jesus Christ? Hear what Paul is saying in this passage today. We've all sinned and we're all going to die. We've all sinned and we're all going to die. The wages of sin is death. Not only in this body, but physical and eternal separation from God forever and ever in hell. The wages of sin is death. And that is the worst you know, the, the worst thing we could ever even fathom or think about. And, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Memorize Romans 6.23. Know that verse by heart. The free gift of God is eternal life. Don't put your hope in your perishable body with all your perishable things all around your life they're not going to last put your hope in Jesus Christ who rose from the dead he conquered death on that cross 
The resurrection hope of Jesus is a hope that saves. Amen. Know that today. It's a hope that saves. I thought about this passage in Matthew 8.25 where the disciples are in the boat and it's storm comes and Jesus is asleep and, the, and they're, they're tossed about. And they think, what are we doing? You know, what is he doing? Why isn't he stopping? Well, you know, we're going to die. And they're in that boat perishing and they cry out to him, save us, Lord. We're perishing. And that's what all of us should be doing. If your life is a storm and things are around you and nothing is going right and you feel like you're about to perish, cry out to Jesus. That's the whole point of the waves. That's the whole point of the storm. That's the whole point of the suffering we endure in this life. That we realize we need salvation. You're in a body that is perishing. You're in a world that is perishing. And we're, we live in a country that is perishing. And we need to be crying out to Jesus to save us every single day. The resurrection hope of Jesus Christ is a hope that transforms. Jesus doesn't save you to leave you like you are. Come to Him as you are. He loves you. He accepts you. He receives you. But He's going to transform your life. He's going to transform your heart and your mind and your soul. And so you better be ready for that transformation. And that's where a lot of people go, Oh, no, I don't want to change. I'm fine the way I am. But you're not, the Bible says. We've all sinned and fallen short. We're all perishing. And if we want to be saved, we better be transformed through the resurrection hope of Jesus Christ. Look at Philippians 3, 20 and 21. Our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so every funeral we attend, every struggle we have, reminds us of that, that our citizenship is in heaven. He will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body by the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. Is that your hope? That He's going to transform that lowly body to a body like His, a glorious, resurrected, eternal body. That is the transformation we pray for. We work toward, we live for Him, we worship Him because He's not a God that just leaves us like we are. He says, oh, it's okay. No, He's a God that says, yes, come to me. I will forgive you, but I'm also going to transform your life, not only physically, but forever, eternally. I'm going to transform your life. The resurrection hope of Jesus is a hope that fulfills. Nothing can fill you like Jesus Christ. Uh, Satan has a lot of substitutes, and they're going to help you for a little time, but nothing will fulfill you like the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at Psalm 57, 1-3. through He says, Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storm of destruction pass by. Till the storms of destruction. I cry out to God Most High, to God who fulfills His purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me, which He did in Jesus Christ. He will put to shame Him who tramples on me. 
And Selah means pause and think about that. Soak all that truth in. God will send out His steadfast love and faithfulness. God will send out His steadfast love and faithfulness. The resurrection hope is a hope that fulfills. Look at John 10, 9-11. I am the door, Jesus says. If you enter by Me, He will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I came. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus wants you to have a full life. A life that is fulfilled in the things of God, in the truths of God, in the wonders of God. And the resurrection hope of Jesus Christ is a hope that makes all things new. All things new. Let's turn to Revelation 21. And uh, in verses 1-5 through it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, these down, write this down for these, are, these words are trustworthy and true. They should rejoice in that. He is making all things new. So the heart of this passage is death came through Adam, spread everywhere. And we're reminded of that. Every bone orchard you pass, every cemetery you pass, you see that spread everywhere. And all will die, but life has come through Jesus Christ. And all can now believe and live. Live an abundant life. Live a God-centered, Christ-exalting life. And so this is a sobering truth. Right? This isn't a, a message that we always want to hear every Sunday. But it's a truth we need to hear. Because we never know when death is coming. We just know you're in a perishable body. I was reminded yesterday we were playing an airsoft battle with, uh, with kids, Brady and Bill and I, and we didn't have any fun. It's no fun. Shoot, and it's, you just, you just little, little plastic BBs you shoot at each other, and it's no fun to shoot kids. I'm not a... But, uh, but Peyton and I had snuck. We were trying to attack. They had this uh, fortified fort. So we were trying to attack. So we had, we, had, we had hiked down. We'd gone down this ravine and we'd hiked through the mud and the water and finally climbed up and we were right in position 
And then Brady came out of nowhere. Bang, bang. Well, oh, man. Right? <laughs> Scared us to death. And, uh, and, and that's kind of how death is. You think, just as you think, you think you're fi- you've made this final climb. You're there. You're settled in. You're about to win. Then, then it's, the enemy comes out of nowhere. And so that's why we've got to, the only way to be ready for that is to have a hope that goes beyond the bone orchard. The hope of the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. So do you have that hope? Have you believed in Him? Or are you trusting in the perishable body that you have? Are you trusting in all these things that you think are going to be there forever and they're not? Put your hope in Jesus. He is the one God appointed. He is the one that God rose from the grave bodily. He is the one that is alive today at the right hand of God. He is the one that promises He is making all things new. Let that begin in your heart. We need your light shining in Walnut Springs and all the surrounding areas. We need a light shining for Jesus Christ. And so have you trusted in Him? Have you believed in the risen Savior, Jesus Christ? And if you have not, as we close our service today, talk to Him. You've got to talk to Him. We can't talk to Him for you. We can come and help you pray, but you've got to do it. You've got to repent of your sin. You've got to recognize the awfulness of your sin. How horrifying it is. And the the way we know that is because it ends in death. No matter how good people are in our eyes, they die. And that's a reminder that everyone's a sinner. They've all sinned. And the only one to rise from the dead is Jesus Christ. Have you put your trust in Him? Have you turned away from the perishable to the imperishable? And as we close for this time of invitation, we invite you to begin to take that seriously today. Invite Jesus Christ to be your Savior and Lord. Make a covenant with Him. Not that, hey, I'm going to say this prayer today and go back to my old life. From this day forward, I'm living for You, Lord. From this day forward, I'm putting God first in my life. From this day forward, I'm going to become a new creation in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. So we challenge you, count the cost. Are you willing to abandon that old life to live for Jesus Christ? To put Him first. And if you're not, then it's not going to work. You're going to stay in your old ways. And no matter what religion you have, you're going to die and be separated from God because you've got to turn to Jesus and there is no turning back. Let's pray together. God, we thank You so much for Your Word today and for this passage of Scripture. We thank You for the hope we have that is beyond the bone orchard. God, we thank You for spiritual life that we can be dead in our sin, no ability to do any real good for You. All our goodness is as filthy rags in Your sight. And yet, by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ, we can have life, and we can have life abundantly, and we can begin to do the good things You created us to do. So God, do a work in our hearts today. Do a work in this place today. If there are those who are lost I know that you're knocking on the door of their heart and I pray they'd open their heart right now and invite you in. That they would count the cost and they would see how worthless the things of this world are and they would turn to you with all their heart and soul and mind and strength and from this day forward, let you be the Lord and the Savior in their life. 
God, as we close for this time of invitation, help us all to rejoice in the hope that we have in You and to share that hope this week. God, help us all to be disciples that make disciples. Help us to live a life that rises above all the sin in this world and shines a light for Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.